Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What the fuck, Billies? What the fuckstables? How's it going? It's me, Mark Marin. This is WTF. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you hanging out. All right, look, Tim and Eric are here, all right? And uh, and Tim and Eric are Tim and Eric. Their, their show, Bedtime Stories, is airing on uh, Adult Swim right now. Uh, there's a new episode tonight. Uh, they're also on tour with uh, Dr. Steve Brule, uh, a.k.a. John C. Riley. So check timanderic.com for tour dates. And I interviewed Heidecker a while back. That would be the Tim of the Tim and Eric. We had a nice chat. He acted like a normal person. I wasn't anticipating that. And then the the two of them wanted to come in, and that was the way I could talk to Eric. So this is a little Eric heavy, but uh, I, I'm always uh, I'm, I'm happily surprised. It, it, it seems like I got access to uh, some relatively um, grounded people. <laughs> see, the thing about Tim and Eric, as much as I love them and I appreciate their genius, uh, anytime I see them or run into them, I immediately feel like they're fucking with me somehow. Uh, that was not the case here, so you know that interview is coming up. Thank you for coming out to the Trippany House. Uh, I've had great crowds. All the shows are about sold out. You can check. There might be standing room. Got some work done. It gets to a point where, yeah, I got work done, but then I forget it's Tuesday, and I get up on stage after, uh, after who was on last night? Nate Bargetsy was on, and uh, he did 15, and then I, I do like an hour and a half, forgetting it's Tuesday, and that perhaps people have things they need to do with their lives. But, uh, but you know, it's about me until I start realizing, like, holy shit, I'm bored of me. Maybe it's time to wrap this up. Uh, before I forget, I believe there are still plenty of passes available for L.A. Podfest. You can go to WTFPod.com uh, and get a link to that. Friday and Saturday, Friday night, I'll be appearing on uh, Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler. And then on Saturday, I'm doing a big uh, live WTF with Pam Avalon, Whitney Cummings, Amber Preston, uh, Desi Jadakin, and uh, Shelby Farrow. And my 15-year-old niece is going to be with me. So do not think she's my girlfriend. Don't act that way. All right, moving on. As some of you know, I talked about on Monday that Monkey, my cat Monkey, was uh, going as dick. And and I I didn't have time to take him to the vet, but and I I rationalized it somehow that he'd be okay. But this is what my brain does because I had a cat Boomer, as you know, Boomer lives. Uh, had crystals once, and that was a horrible thing. And I didn't know it until I I barely saved his life. It, it's you know they get these crystals from shitty cat food or whatever that build up in their bladder and clog their pee hole. I'm sorry. Are you driving to work? Are you eating something? Uh, there's nothing more disconcerting than a clogged pee hole, as many of you know. Even the thought of it, even those of you who, who don't think of it, not a, not a pleasant thing. But I barely saved Boomer, so I knew this was a possibility with Monkey. But I do I do want to say this. I really appreciate uh, the outpouring of, uh, of support and prayers for my cat's dick. I'm blessed. But I, I was worried that he was going to be dead. So here's what happens. So I'm on the airplane. I'm coming back from Texas. And then I just decide that my cat monkey's dead. He's, I've, I've left him. I've abandoned him with his uh, urinary tract problem. He probably is clogged, and he's dead when I get home. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I lock into. That's what I spend about an hour and a half on the plane from, uh, 
from Austin, so make it three hours, just like thinking I'm going to drive in and find my beloved cat monkey dead because of my negligence. That's what I decided to do with my afternoon. Hey, brain, what's going on? Nothing? Your cat's dead. We don't know that. Doesn't matter. Let's make him dead for now. So, of course, I enter my house, panicked, freaked out. Monkey's like, what's up? I'm like, you're not dead. He's like, no, I'm a little uncomfortable. And, and I said, That's, it's weird that you're talking. But I, I, I had to cajole him into the case, into the, which is difficult. I got one shot at that. I had to set up the cage to put him in the cage, and I get him over to the vet. I get him over to Gateway Animal Hospital. I wait around. I'm sort of freaked out. I see my doc, Dr. Jimerson. Dr. Jimerson is like, how are you? And I'm like, well, the cat's, I don't know what's going on with it. I think he's got a bladder problem. So Jimerson's like, yeah, well, he's probably got a bladder infection. I'm going to give him a 10, a 10 day auto antibiotic. I'm like, great, but let's get some ointment for the eye. And I'm like, I don't know if we should get, there's no way I'm getting it in the eye. And he's like, I think you can do it. It's, it's pretty easy. And I'm like, fine. So I go out in the waiting room for a while. And then he's like, well, I want you to come back and I'll show you how to do the ointment. Don't ever go into the back of your vet if you get offered you know like come on back don't go i didn't need to see it i i assume a real operating rooms like that too it's disconcerting to see things open with things being held down and blood here and there it was i look i'm not giving any bad press to my vet i'm sure it was as clean as a vet is she's like let me show you how to put this ointment on it's easy now, I want to preface this story by he's about to show me how to put ointment into my cat's eye, and there are two grown-ass men holding my cat down. Two men holding it down. And Jimerson pulls the head back, puts the ointment in both eyes. He goes, that's all you got to do. And I'm like, oh, is that all I got to do? Are these two guys coming home with me? Because I don't have a place for them to sleep. So, needless to say, I have the ointment, has not made it into monkey's eye yet. But he seems to feel better. The, it seems like the dick issue is uh, is better. And, and, and that's, a, that's a good thing because I, I want to keep Monkey around. What's up? Ryan Singer's just sitting here. <laughs> He's just sitting here. I'm looking at you. For I'm sitting some, here sweating. No, but I'm, I'm looking for some laughs for something, nothing. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be laughing out loud. You weren't even pretending to hold in laughter. Monkey. I was trying not to distract you. Detract me? Distract or distract. Distract? Distract. Distract is the word you're looking yeah. for? So where you been? You been on the road? Yeah, I was on the road for about two and a half months. Two and a half months in your car? Yeah, straight. That must uh smell bad in the car after a certain point. Oh yeah, that 99 Camry's got some smell on it. Yeah, smell. It's got what, how many miles on it? 284 almost. You're now. a warrior. Yeah. You're out there doing the real work. Yep. What yep. happened out there? Oh, well, everything happened. Everything I didn't want to happen, everything I didn't want to happen. You know, a lot of new material came about, some uh, interesting life situations that... Uh, Sounds vague. Sounds vague. Well, I, a crazy dude showed up at my hotel one night. Because what? I was hanging out with a, a young woman, uh, and then some crazy dude shows up at the hotel, gets arrested, starts kicking the glass. He got stuck in the... Uh, the glass revolving door at the yeah. hotel, you know, yeah. they had those downstairs. Yeah, because he was so mad that he went into the re- uh, the revolving door when they said that the police were coming to arrest him. Yeah, because uh, apparently he was just wandering around the parking lot screaming obscenities by himself uh-huh. before he came inside. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. So, especially not a good sign when that guy has you in his sights. So, uh, he gets into the revolving door and he starts kicking starts kicking the glass uh-huh. and then so the door stops it's one of those automatic ones that you yeah. can't touch or it'll yeah. stop so he's just like 
you know, like a, imagine a hamster in uh-huh. its little spinning wheel getting stuck in its spinning wheel because uh-huh. he's kicking and punching the spinning. I mean, it was scary, but I mean, in hindsight, it was pretty funny. And pretty it hilarious. Just, uh, it was pretty hilarious. He was, yeah. It was a, it was a great example of impotent rage. Yeah, a lot more funny once uh, he was in handcuffs as well. But uh, what, what were you doing? Was it were, were, was he out of his mind? He what was out was of his mind, apparently. Who uh, was it? Well, why was he after you? He was the ex-boyfriend of a, a Ex-boyfriend yeah. who happened to be around. Who happened to be, well... Ex-boyfriend who may not have seen it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, apparently so. I don't right. know. Uh, the irony is that uh, I was hanging out with his ex-girlfriend as she was just talking. True story. Nothing, nothing funny was happening. She was just talking about him. Uh-huh. And uh, we happened to be at my hotel when that was happening. And then he shows up. Doesn't sound like it was over for at least one party involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's like, those are the things you try to avoid on the road because you just don't want to be put in situations like that. Sure, yeah. Every once in a while, you're, uh, you know, monkey's not the only one with a dick problem. Every yeah, once in a while. yeah, well, I understand, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, thanks for stopping by. I'm going to talk like you're not here now. Okay, I'll try not to laugh. No, I don't... <laughs> What else did I talk about last night that I should talk about right now? Uh, oh, the three to six months. That's that's some solid. You've already talked about. It. Not really. Yeah. Well, that's a, a new thing from. It. Well, the new thing from the book I'm reading is is that here's the deal. There there there's a there's a chance that if you were an infant and your mother you, you came out and your mother just didn't like you, you're probably better off than if she liked you at all for any amount of time. Because here's the thing. If you're an infant and your mother has you and she's like, oh my God, I love this baby so much and she just loves and loves and loves you for like three or four months. And then all of a sudden she sours on you. Like, oh, what a pain in the ass this is. And and literally becomes resentful of you, which is completely possible. And I think what happened in my case, perhaps. But that's the thing. If your mother shuts down emotionally after she gave you some of that love, like at three or four months for whatever her problem is or whatever it is, but if she does, if she shuts down and can't give you the organic love because of her own problems, but you already had it for three and a half months, you know what that means? You will spend the rest of your life trying to get it. But you can't just ask for that. You can't be a 50-year-old man and go, Mommy, can we can we go back to when I was four months and start there again? No, that's not how that manifests itself. It's like, how much cereal can I eat? How, is a box too much? Blow's good. I like blow. I masturbated for three hours today. That's what I did. I think I'll drink a pint of vodka. Yummy. That's how I feel warm. Why not get a prostitute? That would make me feel warm. In all of those situations, in that decision-making process, right when you have any of those those sordid thoughts, try this. Mommy? <laughs> Mama? 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 Nothing! All right, let's talk to... Uh, I'm going to talk to Tim and Eric now. Here we go. Cell phones on. That's great. Leave your cell phones on. I, yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do with you guys. I, you know, I. You're not prepared. No, I'm not prepared, <laughs> but because I talk to you, Tim, I and just, I've never met the big one. Well, now it's time, baby. <laughs> okay. Let's talk big boy stuff. I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I was uh, one time. I was standing outside the Tropical Cafe mm-hmm. in Silver Lake. I remember. You do not remember. You were attending a meeting. I was attending a meeting. I See, I, you think I forget. I and, remember everything. But I didn't talk to you. You just were there, mm-hmm. and I waited around. I'm like, I wonder if that guy knows me. And you said nothing. 
since you already covered me, why don't you make this the Eric Wareheim interview, and I'll be here for color commentary and and you know an, um, annotations and corrections. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Do you remember? Did, I do remember you there, and I said, you nope. know, he's, he looks like a dirty man. It's just right. He's he's there for health. I'm here for coffee. Right. We were there. <laughs> we were there for two different reasons. Right. So, but you did notice me. Yeah, and I said eventually this guy's going to get big enough that I'll be able to say this I'll is, talk to. This is exactly the feeling I got from you. Yeah. It's, so I was right on the money. I, we also had other moments. We were in line to get tickets and stuff. That was a nicer moment. I oh, recall. Yeah. I That's thought we, you were getting your podcast was getting bigger. Oh, so you were more comfortable with yes. me. You're like, yes. this is not. He's not a desperate man no. outside. No, of- but every time you'd see us, you'd ask, you'd like, ha- you know, hammer us about doing the show. So we were when if we see if we saw you, we were sort of like, oh boy. Oh really? But then you came on because you had and I denied that. No, no, you came on. I came on. You, yes. had, you had big dreams of being a solo act, <laughs> and you were out. <laughs> You were out there. He cheated on me. Yeah. 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 And, well, I, and I, 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 I was, was happy uh, to facilitate. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't you want to. You wanted that but attention. I didn't want to, but I had to promote that damn movie I was in. I had to do the right thing by them. So that so that wasn't a big dream of yours to like, now I'm, I'm, I was my dream I've come arrived. true to do. I'm going to be WTF. without Eric. Yes. And I'm going to I'm gonna be a star, a leading man of indie films. Uh, Eric got me to a certain level, and yeah. now it's time to fly. <laughs> <laughs> We had this thing that you asked us so many times to be on this that yeah. we're like, we are never going to do this. No, I felt that. And I felt you, tension. It felt weird. No, and but was it, like, wasn't, it wasn't. I was uncomfortable. We didn't, it's not because we didn't like you. People would tweet at us all the time, when are you going to do the show? And we would write back, like, who's this guy? Like, who? <laughs> yeah, as a joke, as a goof. Well, I, this guy it didn't take about, it as a joke. It was always <laughs> this about, one here. Yeah, but it was always like that thing we don't want to reveal the, the cards of our of our technique and stuff but we don't really care so much anymore really you're you're beyond that it's not you're you're like just professionals now you can turn it on when you need to you can start (laughs) spitting food and wearing weird clothes when you need to i mean look at her outfits (laughs) (laughs) two men in shorts some sneakers i did watch the uh the one thing they had up for the new uh for the new things uh tim and eric's bedtime stories i watched one of them which one the one where you're an asshole and you're a doofus yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, I also remember another reason is you used to talk shit on us Here to we our go. friends. Did I? Yeah, you were you not talk shit. You would just say, "Listen, I don't understand these guys. Can you tell me why they're funny?" Yeah, because I think I don't know why. I Maybe. think no, no, I wait, remember so that is, differently. Uh, this is a deeper thing. But I, re- I remember that a this little is, There's a problem with him and I. You, <laughs> you go I ahead, be you diplomatic. You were you were, you seem to be a fan, but there seems to be things about it that. You don't connect with, and it was challenging to you. Uh, I, that was the, interesting. To I you. was the guy I think that said you guys are the comedy equivalent of Ween, which is a compliment. That's okay. a big compliment. Now, yeah. um, I did get it. Well, Frank Zappa, you also said, which isn't so Frank, much of a compliment. Very big compliment. To not to me, but well, why? Because he was I never connected with him. We're not Zappa heads, but people think that we are. Well, no, you don't have to be Zappa heads, but he built his own universe on his own terms, right? And uh, he and had a very specific his own sense of humor, and a lot of it was uh, meant to provoke. Right. And uh, I think that maybe there was a time when probably around the same time you guys were not doing the show because of your attitude <laughs> that <laughs> that I may have been saying like, no, get it. No, I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not yeah. on board. Yeah. But I did like um, there was a couple of things where I really got it and I really liked it. And I definitely I think I spoke to him about uh, all the different um, sort of video qualities you were drawing from and all the weird kind of amateur slash uh public tv feel and i was really taken with the one where you were dancing around dressed as a hamburger and (laughs) you were you you were just kept shoving food in your mouth yeah Yeah. 
to me, I thought that was America, and I understood it. I understood everything that was great about you guys. And then I watched other ones. I do get it. I'm a fan. Well, do you I understand? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. Whatever I said to your friends was out of bitterness and the fact that you were slighting me, and I thought that you thought you were better than I was. And jealousy, and for me, just not acknowledging you at that cafe. That's right. It all went back that's to right. that cafe. That's right. That's how this town works, Eric. And <laughs> now look where you are. <laughs> we're coming to you. It's right. You coming drove your over. Throne. What, Tim? Put people Tim have in a, a tiny hostile, woman's chair. People have a lot of hostile feelings towards us, I think, because they feel like we're we're gaming the system somehow. With Do you feel style. that's true? I guess so. No, my I dad think, said that to me the other day. He said, you're just gaming the system. What, 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 no. <laughs> What's anybody doing out I here? I don't know. We're all trying to do something, right? But, but like, this thing seems to be... Uh, um, the thing I watched was very well produced. It seemed to have a, a theme. It seemed that you were satirizing something specific. Yeah. And that uh, there was a... Well, not unlike the movie, it was, uh, you know, it felt like it was together. It didn't feel like there was as much crazy wild. That might have only happened once feeling. Yeah. <laughs> right how much of yeah, that there's a story yeah there's a story this time right well yeah. why, why 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 are you doing it like this well we we made 50 episodes of this, our sketch show right know, where there were 20 second bits and right then we made a couple short films for uh funny or die they had the hbo series yeah and there's a nice budget, so it looks cinematic, and that's kind of where we wanted to be. Now. How many of these did you do of the bedtime stories? We have eight in total, seven new ones. We released a pilot uh, last October, the one with uh, Galifianakis, the haunted house one. I didn't see that one. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, but that's more about Tim, Eric, and Zach being super silly. Some of the ones that you maybe you saw are a little bit darker or a little bit more cinematic feeling. well that was the one where you were buried yeah i'm sorry <laughs> so, did i yeah. fuck it up buried, spoiler buried no. like metaphorically metaphorically speaking. buried no. buried in work yeah, yeah buried in work <laughs> i'm a busy accountant but uh, i i guess the thing that 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 gets me about you guys and i always want to know is mm, and i think i tried to get it out of you but i don't know it's sort of like asking a musician the same questions or an actor how they act is that you know you've evolved these styles that draw from so many you know kind of things that we all sort of dismissed as just being peculiar or amateur and you've made this uh this entire point of view out of it i mean how intellectually are you aware of of what you're doing or do you just sort of go like let's just fucking try this i mean you know for this you're talking generally or yeah i'm talking generally stuff? generally i think it's it's based on shit that tim and i really synced up with in college that we thought was ridiculous like just, what was the first thing that you can remember that brought you guys together that made you do that the first exact thing was we were in a film 101 class Tim and i went to film school we wanted to be directors and we had to take these bullshit theory classes with 500 people we sat next to each other we started writing band names to each other right tim wrote a band named tgif yeah. and for some <laughs> reason that, that cracked me up so hard and we were laughing so hard that we get yelled at by the professor and they said, can we see you after class? And yeah. we're like, oh my God, we're in college. You're being yelled at. <laughs> so I don't know. Just even that moment was something that like synced us up that we're like, just well, the feeling of being embarrassed. Like that's funny to us. Well, can you, can you, but can, let's track that though. Like if we can, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be a little professional because TGIF that, that it's, it's, it's simple. It's, yeah. it's stupid. It's sort of like, lame. it's, it, it's lame yeah. on purpose. <laughs> There's and a it, restaurant. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was essentially that, that lameness that was hilarious. Yes. The lameness. Stupidity. Intentional lameness. Yeah. Stupidity, uh, that you have to be, you have to be on the same page with the idea that 
I'm not really suggesting that as a name. Right, of course. Yeah. And he got that immediately. Right. And then yeah. history is made. There you go. Yeah. And then Irony. Irony. I mean, it's all, that's the that stupid word, but it is all, you have to all be on the same page that the world, we're all fucked and everything is, most things are garbage. Most products that we're, right. whether it's movies or TV shows or books, right. it's mostly garbage and mostly uh, patronizing to us and uh, you know, yeah. And what's <laughs> no, interesting so. is when we met, we were actually coming from two different kinds of dudes. You know, when you go to college, yeah. it's like sort of trying you're still trying to find scene. yourself. But we like we we we're very different guys, but we kind of rose above that comedically. Like, how are you? Like, what do you mean? Like, I was like a punk rock dude, big baggy pants. Like, I just straight was straight edge, edge for a while. Um, Tim was a little more in the hippie scene. Had a goatee, I think, longer hair. Really? Yeah. Hacky sack? How well, far? How I, deep were you? Not very athletic, so I couldn't get into that scene. <laughs> just yeah. a just bond. Like, you wanted it hacky. Just, yeah, just like a lot of pot. A lot probably. of pot. Um, I never you, liked it very much. But did you listen to, to fish? Or? No, I, I I tried it and I didn't. I was not into fish. What was right your thing away. though? Like what? What were you like jamming to? Spin doctors mostly. Really, spin <laughs> no, doctors. No, that no, was I'm not ironic. No, that I mean, was ironic. I, well, sure. I mean, that you did was, listen I'd to probably had doctor. that CD in, in high uh-huh. school. Yeah, and, how, and but, uh, like what? What like just, just a. I mean, I, I really not didn't embrace anything any sort of subculture too strongly. So you're a loner. A little loner. Comedy. Um, I theater film. I was yeah. kind of a theater guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you school. sing? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You did some Big musicals. Time. Oh yeah. What did you I do? I did in musicals high in high school. I didn't do shit. Really? <laughs> no, I was the president of the AV club. Really? So yeah, that's where I got a lot the, of that early video sh- toaster. The Onion AV club? No, 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 no. This is <laughs> a real the AV fact club. in high school <laughs> AV <laughs> club. Like I literally learned on the video toasters, two bad VHS decks, like right. a lot of that shit. I made some so, great stuff in high school. So that was your training, is yeah. So whatever what you were sort of making fun of or using as tone was really what you came from. Exactly, and and then that you know transferred into college. Tim and I, our film school had one computer which we didn't have access to. Yeah, and the other <laughs> other shit was this old archaic video equipment that yeah. every time you try to make an edit. It would jump. And, you know, there's one point that Tim and I started making something, and I was like, this is really shitty. I need to, to tighten this up. And Tim's like, no, just keep it like that. Because he didn't want to yeah. fuck it up with the yeah. equipment? Like, literally, I also I was, my other job during college and right after, I was a bat mitzvah videographer. I would videotape. Just bat mitzvahs? Bar mitzvahs no, as well. Because that would have been weird. No, I don't do bar mitzvahs, <laughs> yeah. just bat mitzvahs. I would videotape any rich... I wor- worked at a photo store in this rich community where these people would where come Where was in. this? This is Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah, and people would come in and be like, my, my kid's doing a uh, ballet recital. Would you come film it? And I'm like, sure. So I'd film it, and then I would tape over these... We were, didn't have any money, so I'd tape over these these tapes with tim and i fucking around and sometimes these these little kids would pop in (laughs) and we would just keep that and there's one thing we'd make called the cat film festival where you see that clip of that poor little girl still in there dancing archived for forever yeah so you took the original after you dubbed it (laughs) and you just used the tapes yeah we did not have enough money to buy another super eight tape at that point super eight video video the little teeny video yeah we would also go to sears and buy video cameras and at that point they would have a 60-day return policy. Right. So we would buy it, shoot all weekend or for two months, and on that 59th day, we would return <laughs> that camera. And I remember the Sears AV guy looking at, looking at the counter. Like, yeah. You shot 
hundreds of hours of footage on this. And I said, look at your receipt. And we that was a yeah. deal here. It was beautiful. That's how we started making all of our early stuff. And that was uh, when you were in college? Yeah. First year? It, it, I mean, this was after yeah, college, believe it When or we not. tried to have like real jobs. But you know? okay, so you come out of high school, you were in high school doing the shooting? High school doing like the very early video kind of stuff. What was your stuff? What were you uh, impressed with in terms of like, obviously when you shoot that stuff, it's hard to avoid it being something cheesy. You know, yeah. so you're shooting on high eight or super eight video yeah. and you're yeah. shooting some kids bar mitzvah and the mother, they want coverage. They just want to get the kid, they want to document. get the tables. Yeah. Did you get this table? You got the tables. <laughs> I also, I remember this one moment that, and my girlfriend was my assistant mm -hmm. and this was a real low point. We're shooting a very, it was a very it wealthy a great dynamic in bar relationship. <laughs> yeah. She hated me for, for making her do this. Go to bar mitzvahs with you? Yeah. Did you do the synagogue stuff too? Uh, yeah, I did everything. So you can imagine me in yeah. the synagogue? Oh, yeah. Were you, oh, yeah. You Zooms. <laughs> and there's, and there's, at the one party, Zooms. I, was, <laughs> I was getting my table coverage. Yeah. And they started throwing like Hershey kisses at my girlfriend's head and me. The kids. These kids. Yeah. These bad boy kids. Yeah. yeah. And I remember turning around looking at these kids like, I'm going to fucking kill you. But I can't. You know, right. I can't. Right. Uh, so that was a pretty dark you had a in my life. I remember you had a, sh a, sh a special dress shirt for <laughs> yes, these occasions, too. You had, like, one shirt <laughs> I that I would, like, yeah. my dress-up shirt, you know? <laughs> it was like a tuxedo top with this yeah. big gold button, you know, <laughs> that I got at JCPenney for, like, $12, real silky, blousey. <laughs> See, like, JCPenney, to me, plays into your whole, uh, what, what, can I call, oh, yeah. Can I use the word oeuvre? Yes. Can we use that? What do you think? Ouvre? Is it I mean, ouvre? Yeah. I think yeah. it's ouvre, isn't it? We've used that term feminine body part. many times for our costume designers. Like, just go to JCPenney. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like, we would give them pictures of my dad. You know, my dad has the best wardrobe. Like, big baggy shorts, Birkenstocks, right. big black socks, big bloomy silk shirt with, with flames, big uh -huh. Indian Jones hat. Like, <laughs> really? My dad is awesome. Yeah, it's perfect. Probably some pictures of him in like leisure suits yeah. at, a, at some time. Yeah. We've I, actually run into this interesting problem on this new show because a lot of the time we want people just dressed like normal people, you know? So we'll say, can you just get a, get a normal look for this person? And the hipsters now have appropriated every angle of the, how people dress. So if you say, I just want like a polo shirt and pants. Half the and time, some, it, sometimes it's like you look cool. like. What well, did you get that American Apparel? You right. look like a. Well, just go like a like, like terry a, cloth. Yeah, or like go go blue collar like white trash type. Well, they've gotten that too. You if you put in a, <laughs> a, a tank top and cut off jeans, and that looks Still like your Echo Park. Right. So they've done. They've ruined it. They've ruined everything. They've taken every no form point of in, irony and 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 like bad culture and have just appropriated it. So there's no uh, there's, there's nowhere to go. There's no except way to actually going to JC Penney's and getting the Hagar slacks. The new stuff. The, the new stuff. Yeah. Right. Bugle boy jeans. Bugle boy jeans. <laughs> Bugle boy jeans. Even Wranglers, I think, are not. Yeah. Wranglers are not great. Did you? Watch, you know, what was amazing. Did you see the movie Her? Did you go see yeah. that Spike Jones movie? Of course. He did it. something amazing with the with the fashion in that because he actually took the worst of of what we would the, the last thing to sort of to go to to, to, to make popular. cool right right he kind of went with that all the way through yeah. like weird waist high pants yeah. and leisure and terry cloth shirts yeah he that was genius That's I don't know who smart. was uh, in charge of that the, the wardrobe design on that uh -huh. but I, that really resonated with me it's like they just that's hilarious they took the worst of it and they amped it up a little bit yeah. So your dad was the inspiration, but you grew up in, I, I imagine, wait, Pennsylvania, you too? Yeah, Eastern Pennsylvania. 
Like I can't even. I don't even have a point of reference on that. But it's pretty towny, I imagine. It's not New Jersey. I no. mean, I grew up in Albuquerque, but you know, but that type. There's that weird kind of like practical American attire, and then there's like towny cool from the seventies. Yeah, I mean, this was more practical American. Like my dad had a couple cool vintage things, but not really. Like my mom would ma- make sure he was updated with Sears, J C Penney, Sears. Cal- they just I, didn't see any reason not to. Yeah, and when my dad comes to see us now, we, Tim and I do the, these live shows, yeah. and his outfits are unbelievable. He wears these. What are those leather jackets? Wilson's. Oh, yeah. He gets a really baggy Wilson's leather jackets too long. And he's wearing these big Indiana Jones leather hats. <laughs> and I always like introduce them. I'm like, my mom and dad are here. And they yeah. stand up and they love it. And they're out. my mom has real full cat sweaters with cat brooches. And he's got his leathers like his. And they're not playing it up. Big print. Oh, no, big no, no. no. With sandals. Always sandals. Even in the winter. But it's this like, is his thing. They're, they're not he saying, like, we, we've got to honor our son's point no. of view. No, no, no. They do not get it. <laughs> they don't get it. They see, they see, he sees his own fashion in his show. It's like, oh, I'm kind of cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. You know, do they get any of it? They do get some of it. They do get some of it. Like sure. what? They, you know, a lot, they get a lot of the physical gags right, and stuff. Right. They don't, I think Tim's parents are the same way. They don't love the gross out stuff, yeah. the sexual stuff. They, I mean, they grew up in the 70s where they were, you know, young so they, yeah, adults yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 70s. So they, my parents loved things like Andy Kaufman and, oh, yeah? and you know, all the weird, weird stuff that would be on late at night, Saturday, early Saturday Night Live. And that, like, they loved that stuff. So th- this is connected. Monty, you know, I said Monty Python, but, you know, Make Me Laugh. Remember that show, Make Me Laugh? Yeah, sure. The original. The original, the right. With, uh, was it Bobby Vance, I think, hosted it or somebody like that? Yeah. Ba- Bruce Baby Man Vaughn, Bomb. The Bruce Unknown Bomb. Comic. With the Unknown the, Comic. The, yeah, so all those they, guys. They loved that stuff. Well, yeah, I think the reason I was probably uh, bitchy about it is because, like, you know, there's very few people that I know, you know, who, and Zach sort of plays into it, but there's just this other, there's another time zone you guys live in, and, and the way you guys draw from stuff and you, you make a world out of it is is pretty genius, and, you know, that bothers me. But I'm, <laughs> I'm willing, because I, I never know how on purpose that is, yeah. but it's just sort of innate to you. That I this think, was can what I you... say what I think your problem with it is? Ugh. Is that, the, that <laughs> your heart is, that our, you don't see our heart in our work. Or no, no. It's, our, our, it's not coming from us necessarily. There's like a detachment. No, but it. there is a detachment, but I think that's part of it. And, and some people, and I, I'm, that was my biggest fear about having you guys on. And I wasn't always, like I wanted you guys on, but I was never mm. clear what the hell I was going to do with you because right. I didn't know how I wouldn't become the brunt of the joke somehow. <laughs> that like you guys <laughs> could come in here and run any kind of number on me. Right wanted to and today i was sort of like i hope they do right because, i know because we because i already talked to you yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe they'll do something like that. i had ideas i was Sabotage. gonna pitch you ideas i had ideas i was gonna pitch you so glad the thing we is we that smell room. that we were talking about this because we we're about we we're doing all, a lot of press for this show and yeah we can go into a room and smell like an animal would smell the a prey right if we if some guy comes in and he does not know who we are and and is just asking these stock questions right we're gonna we're gonna have fun because it's gonna be boring what Otherwise, you do? for us, so we, we just play around with them. We play around like a like a you know like a lion would play yeah. around. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't me. I don't blame you for feeling that way. The last press tour we did, yeah, for the movie, uh, one of our like mega fans, the sweet girl, compiled like two and a half hours of video footage of us doing what you're talking about, which is us fucking <laughs> with the interviewers. Do you usually just clam up and, and create a stilted no, timing, or do it's you, usually like it's very like it's very loose. Like yeah. it's like Tim will start something, or I'll start something, or someone will be having an acid trip, or right. like, it, it's really t- 
fully improvised depending on the vibe. It's right. hard to recreate sure, it right now. Sure, sure. We don't talk about it ahead of time too often. <laughs> so I, one of I you, love like, that attitude. If he starts acting like he's high, yeah. you'll just play on I'll just be like, yeah. I'll yeah. just or I'll either help him or I'll be like, it hasn't kicked in for me yet, but I can't wait to join you, buddy. You know, and like, what do the radio guys do? They love it or they, they, they don't know if you're fucking with them or not? Yeah. Some people, after we fucked with people so hard that after where they're like, that was an honor that you fucked with us that bad. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and we had something recently. Yeah. We we did one of these young Hollywood shows to promote the pilot of this last last year. Oh, they're I coming for us. It's okay, you can leave it open, but I'm wondering what that is. Probably a plane. Okay. So you did one of these young... So we did, the, and, and instantly we knew this. Paris Hilton was a guest right before us, and Tim oh. and I were just in the worst moods. We could not believe we were here. Who was the guest before you? Uh, Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. Okay. So we, <laughs> we decided to use this opportunity to just do Baba Booey's, just mm. to get, like, just do a thing for Howard yeah, as a yeah. present to him. So yeah. every answer was like, yeah, our new show's called Fla Fla Flunky, and it's about a, a beaver named Baba Bowie. And they didn't know these hey, references. Didn't get so, it. like, oh, that's cute. Like, right. what are you going to do? Are you going to do a Christmas special? Yes, this is going to be called Fla Fla Flunky. <laughs> and then we took that footage and sent it to Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. who loved it, and sent it to Howard. And right. Howard fucking played it and talked about it. So, like, talked about it for a it while. It was like the was... greatest honor. Were you a big Howard fan? Huge. Like, when you were a kid? Massive. Yeah. Both of you? Yeah. 14. YSP 15. in Philly. Well, yeah, because you got it. You grew up with it. Yeah. You, it was there for you. Yeah. It was the first thing for me that my parents didn't approve of, like, hardcore. They were just like, that's not, that's over the line. Not cool. Like, we kind of synced up on a lot of different things, music and movies and stuff. But that was, that was a nice, like, oh, I can actually be punk and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and like, like something that my parents don't so you, like. You were in high school when you were taking that in. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he was sort Before of the school. one of the first people, you know, outside of, uh, you know, John Waters did, did it differently, but but Howard would take people who were obviously troubled fringe. in one way. You know, I guess fringe is a nice word to put it, but actually, people who were not, he was not victimizing them because they embraced it, but they were they were um, I, I, fringe. Is that the word you would use? It's a nice word. Yeah, I mean, like you uh, mean talking about his he, whack pack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like homeless Hollywood squares when he did the, the TV show and <laughs> yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff, where he would take these people that obviously embraced the idea, but there was this weird line of sort of like, does that person really know? Sure, yeah, that and that's, being, that line is very tricky and and as i'm sure he would listen to his work and cringe all the time i'm sure now i, d I don't know who howard but, you think yeah i mean he's already i think when you listen to him now you feel like that's the a different guy well yeah a they get a heart later you know especially yeah. when yeah. they when they have heart problems i don't know if he has <laughs> right. but, but as guys like letterman and people get older yeah, yeah they, they like... yeah i don't know if they're they're living in contrition for right. for yeah, for what they've done, but uh, but they do seem a little more sensitive to it. Yeah, They're softer. But is that? Do you think that's some of where your compulsion to use those people came from? From like Howard yeah. stuff. I think it was more from moving to Hollywood and and not wanting to use any Hollywood actors or comedians. Right. And it was more about Tim and I went back in Philly. We were obsessed with these cable access shows and tapes and seeing people that were not supposed to be on camera. And that was a true awkwardness to see them sing and dance and do whatever. And we're but like, they were confident. Yeah, they were right. That, that's I mean, super some confident. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. Which is that was always the interesting thing to be about it because when I was out here years ago, there used to be this guy. I don't even know his name, but it, I, I would anytime I turn on local like LA public assets when they had it before cable, there was this guy, this blonde blonde haired dude that talked spiritual stuff, and he was sort of effeminate, and he would look directly at the camera. Or Dr. Gene Scott, uh -huh. I couldn't stop watching. Uh huh. And there's a 
the the thing is is that they're actually doing something pure and raw and and yeah. and real and they're weird attempts and a lot of them are relatively talentless but right. it doesn't matter because they're earnest yeah and that was you well, i just read into it but that was uh appealing to you absolutely and a lot of the people we used on our show they are in their world stand-up comedians they're singers they're puppeteers they're you know in their world improvised dance yeah yeah i mean in their they are these things they're just not famous for that they're not as so you, talented in a in a you know regular right. way well and they're not mainstream and they yeah. they don't have access usually i mean hollywood is really about access right and if people are fragile or peculiar or or are not uh, uh talented in the way that's necessary to fit into the machine sure. they kind of just sputter along beside yeah. it and there's this town is full of that yeah and we and this and we've created this outlet for them and the, our fans love these people and you know they've created their own little fan bases aside from us and you know, their own yeah. community there haven't been any tragic stories of 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 people uh, exploitation not, no no not exploitation but sometimes when people who have been on the margins for so long uh, get attention get a taste, uh, they, yeah. it's, it's sort of it, it becomes sort of its own tragic story yeah there's someone made a pilot they took all the characters from our awesome show <laughs> this, is, this, this is incredible our yeah. sketch show yeah. all these eccentric guys right and he cast this young kid cast yeah. them all to make a pilot of them together right and i haven't seen it but i imagine it's the biggest disaster well yeah ever. it's like i've never cooked before but i have these ingredients <laughs> that i don't know exactly what to do with it might be but great gonna, it might it should work i'll just put everything in this pot well, how it's do you decide when you guys are working on this stuff? I mean, because there is a sort of uh, the edge of chaos is reached, and 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 sometimes I think that's part of you guys the gift and the genius of it is that you know what to keep and what not to keep. I mean, you're not shooting live, yeah. So I imagine there's a lot of moments where you're like, that that can't go in, yeah. Right. There's oh, a difference yeah. between shooting like yeah, David Liebehart singing a song and like John C. Riley doing Doctor Steve Brule, right? You know right. what I mean? Sure. Doctor Steve Brule. Five minutes, you're gonna get gold. David Liebehart, two hours, you'll get thirty <laughs> seconds. You know, so there's a lot of that. It's a lot of like different ratios. Yeah, unconventional ways of getting energy out of people. It's re it's actually really fun. Like, what does that mean? Unconventional just, ways. Just you know, just like get, get getting people into the mood. Sometimes you know, t there was a time in the Awesome Show where Tim and I, our director's booths would be in this black duvetine box, so no one could see us except right. for us on microphones. <laughs> be like, welcome to the set, <laughs> and these people would just be looking around like, how are you? You know, so you fuck with them, yeah. Just I mean, as, yeah. Just that was later in the season, yeah. No, no, not in a bad way, but yeah. I mean, they have to be relatively open to the art of what you're doing. Of, yes, definitely. They probably definitely. feel like you know these guys are really artists. Yeah, I'm you know, a this, part of it. And yeah, 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 yeah. And that's so, fine. But when you guys were like films, like you wanted to be directors, so when you were shooting bar mitzvah videos and before you guys met what were what was what was uh driving you i mean what movies were driving you what made you believe that you could do what you wanted to do or what you became i mean definitely early on i saw a bunch of stanley kubrick movies really you know it, yeah i had a one friend don malcolmus his mom showed us um blanking the fucking name the killing uh, how the old? really crazy what's one. Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange, oh yeah. God. I was going to say, is what's, what's love got to do with it? She showed us a Clockwork Orange yeah. 
when we were like 13 or 14. Ooh. She also showed us Caligula. Ooh. Oh my God, with the blowjob? Yes. I really? Mean, and the fisting. I mean, that was... What? That, that, you know that one? Yeah. yeah. She's one of those like teachers that screws the yeah, kids <laughs> no, in school or something. She's, she truly was like... And she showed us 2001 at a very early age. I didn't, I didn't even understand that one. No but, one understands that one. But I think that, that <laughs> shit not... perverted me at a very early age. <laughs> and also, you would watch Twin Peaks and... My English class, we would talk about Twin Peaks for 20 minutes before we would start class in high school. Was, oh, really? A lot of that, like, David Lynch stuff. And really what about John that. Waters? Nothing? Yeah. I was never, like, a, I think it was a little too cute for me, but I, I did, like, uh, Hairspray and um, Crybaby. But not the early stuff? We didn't stuff, the early the stuff. stuff no. I think, the, I think we're stuff. a little too young for the early stuff. But you never sought it out? No. I mean, no. I, and I also, remember, I think... What was that guy? The guy who was in The Killing, which is an early black and white Kubrick movie, that that Timothy Carey guy. Do mm. you guys know of him? No. He's sort of an odd dude. There's been like, like, see, I think that when you guys came in and you wrangled what you did here in Hollywood, there's been this weird undercurrent of, of, of leading to you guys. You know, like Kenneth Anger mm-hmm. and tabloid stuff and weirdo shit. Crispin Glover. Yeah, I mean, there's, sure. there's been yeah. stuff that, yeah. like, somehow or another, you guys saw it in a way that was kind and funny as, as opposed to sort of like, this is creepy shit. But there's always been that undercurrent here in, in Hollywood. There's so many people that have just crushed daily. Yeah. Yeah. By this Ed, thing. Ed Wood world of Yeah, kinda like, like B movie stuff. Yeah. I mean that doesn't in that yeah. that sort of in the same realm or am I being yeah. crazy? No, I feel like that's in the same realm. I feel like it's 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 definitely Tim and I growing up on the East Coast and Keep, trying to keep that vibe when we moved here. Well, we yeah, it's like, that sense of authenticity that you want in the work and. But in public the world. access was really it, right? That, I mean, that informed you, you know guys what? a I lot. Wanna, yes, I mean, public access yeah. didn't. We didn't really have a lot of public access necessarily, cable access, that kind of thing. I mean, we just had local small market television right which i think is similar but sometimes cable access literally is the blue is the between two ferns thing it's like (laughs) nothing it's a talk show with a microphone so there is like there's like a little production value um but yeah we were also local commercials and stuff network of friends that would send videotapes to each other so we would just sit and watch like like crazy the, things the like morbid stuff morbid stuff like james brown like not the faces of death necessarily no yeah, but like, like the, what's his name the guy shooting himself that was a pennsylvania guy wasn't yeah. he yeah but was it bud dwyer not the funny stuff funny stuff like like you said that was james, hilarious so. james was, brown <laughs> sorry, i'm sorry Do james brown was all fucked up on that new show and uh, how about just, orson welles on doing the takes oh my god yeah <laughs> I mean, even you know tv carnage what, no, no no tv carnage is a guy from canada uh, that Derek made Beckles. these Derek Beckles that made this compilation of all Canadian public assets and as well as like this uh, that commercial the, right. the champagne thing <laughs> we would just watch that over and over and just loved every Chuck second Chuck Berry pissing on the girl yeah you know? it was, but you farting. can never yeah it's all my thoughts <laughs> yeah yeah that's like <laughs> unbelievable pre-internet YouTube but kind did of you ever see stuff. Chuck I don't know if you ever saw Live? Chuck I mean no oh, in the video you don't really see Chuck oh, Berry it was sort of yeah, you was, see it you see this profile I think you do yeah oh yeah you, see you know, it's, it's no question about who it is. That's <laughs> that's uh that's funky, man. That's uh that's the that, used to that's jack rock and roll right stuff. there. Oh, did you? Yeah, Good for time. you. So that really that that's and how it turns us on. Still does. But let me ask you another question about uh like I feel like that guy because it's a, you know coming at it from mm-hmm. like I'm asking the uh, the thing that I like about all of it is just uh, food. There's just <laughs> always in, there at some point during most things, and maybe I haven't seen enough. Yeah, but there's somebody with way too much food, and it's going in. <laughs> yeah. in the whole in the, in the whole episode that happens, right? With the snacks, yeah. 
But yeah. no, but early on, like that was the one thing that like for some reason haunted me. There's something haunting about some of that shit. Yeah. That weird black and white video of you dancing around that fucking hamburger outfit. And then there's some point where you're just fucking eating shit yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's falling out of your mouth. Yeah. Do you ever where, see the commercial food tube? Uh-uh. It's a commercial where instead of the painful act of actually cutting food, you get this tube that shoots it into your mouth you <laughs> for just, real yeah no, oh, no, no, no. Okay. This is your, sketch, you okay we are obsessed with food and how to get it in your body fast <laughs> and how to get feces out of your body in different ways you know do you know why it's just like classic you know grossness obsession <laughs> with like diarrhea you know it's, it's just like it, yeah it's third graders it's, it's humor, the same thing you know? Di- having diarrhea is like an awkward experience just like you know watching this guy on a cable access was an awkward experience. So we just like that in, in a way, and that's just that's funny to us. I think farting's still awkward for yeah. most people. Diarrhea is very awkward, especially it's when the it... the greatest uh, word in the English language. You have yeah. it. The worst word. Yeah, we use it twice. We're, we're rehearsing our new live show, and we use it twice in the first five minutes. So there's a whole new live show? New live show. Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, Dr. Steve Brule co-headlining tour. So he's going to tour with you? Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the Brule thing that I mean I can see where that's sort of sourced in you know like I like uh, the guys who painted and like the that type of show. Yeah, like the well, Bob Ross yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or uh, what's his name with the California show? The guy that just died. Um, the other painter? No, the uh, guy who goes around. Hey, what's this, man? You got the, oh, uh, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. But like people like Zach and people like John C. Riley and Odenkirk. And I, I think Cross can do it too. There are certain dudes who who are obviously incredibly talented, not the guys that are doing exactly the only thing they can do, right. which you use. But there's a certain type of performer that that can lock in, and you, and they're rare, correct? Yeah, absolutely. There's only a handful, and especially in our world where you're working with true lunatics. Yeah, it like it's a challenge to them. Like john was like i have to be like these people you use you so know? he loved it yeah he loved it he loved it. he you know when we first started working with him he just loved being in our studio because it was very like anar- he called it like comedy anarchy because uh-huh. he's making a couple big movies and right we were there were under- no adults around yeah there was nobody was, like, yeah, saying, like we like, can hang out here all day and shoot and shoot <laughs> and do whatever you want and Finally, I think he's finally accepted this character as one of his greatest comedy characters. And he's like, let's let's take it to the next level. It's he's done some live stuff with us before, but this is his first time. And how's it work? Headliner. Does it go well? It's amazing. It's I mean, he can just he can get up there with no ideas and just fully improvise like an hour. It's he's such a talent. Yeah, he's amazing. He's one of the greats. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greats. So, how does it work when you guys tour? I mean, who who else goes out with you? It's just you two and, and it's John. Just and us. We went with Doug uh, Loosenhop, who you should have on yeah. the show. DJ Doug Pound. Yeah, uh, gr- he's been with us from the beginning as an editor and writer, and you know he's responsible. Not he's you know s- somewhat responsible for sort of the edit style of the show. Yeah, right. And, he's um, a sampler going work. It's a very interactive kind of thing with visuals and right, sounds right. and Tim and I fucking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go out and you have sketches. Yeah, some How? some sketches are characters from our show. You might recognize others are brand new things. How much room do you like when you both when you produce a TV show? Obviously, you're shooting now. I know hours of footage. Yeah, but how much on the stage show do you leave room for improvising? It all gets edited at the end of the night. 
<laughs> and the audience gets implanted you with a different memory of the, the event. Do you do? Do you improvise or you don't? Yeah, we do. We do. Our our shows are like you know. There's a, a nice tight outline of what we got to get to. Prop, mm-hmm. Props and gags, right. stuff like that. But we love going off off the rails and having fun. Yeah, the audience we, must wait for that. We rewrite the show during the first like week of being, you know, we kind of, you know, get inspired by what gets laughs and, and what, what, kind what of venue, doesn't. What are you playing? We're playing like kind of big theaters, like thousand seat theaters. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Just like a big professional, right. annoying, prof- you know, nice, yeah. where you might have seen like you know, uh, the Beach Boys last week. How, how would you characterize your fans in general? Because they, they must be sort of u- unique in, in, in their nerdiness. And I imagine a lot of intelligent ones. Yeah, super, yeah, amazing fans. And a lot of it is like, the, the, the greatest reaction we get is people saying, this is what my friends and I laugh about. Nothing else. It, it's only what you guys think is funny. Like, we get that. You know, yeah. it, it is a club if you get, the Tim and Eric world, I think. Right. No, I think so too. The people they respond to that, and they're like kind of fans for life. For it's a lot like the, it's a lot like Ween or Zapper or some like yeah. or, or these people that build these worlds. Like you're, you know, you have a world. Yeah. And the people that get it get it, and the people that don't are like they, they feel alienated. By yeah. It. Alienated. It's like it. I, they don't even. I don't have time for register. this. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for this. You know what's That's happening? That's exactly true. Yeah. But these kids are like, it's awesome because we'll go. We just did a tour. We also have a band called Pusswit Bang Gang. Yeah. That was part of the awesome show. And we put out a record recently. We toured the South. And these kids still know every lyric of every song we've done. So what do you play? Uh, guitar. And what do you play? Guitar. And who's the rest of the band? The rest of the band, Davin Wood, who's uh, a composer that we've worked with for all of Awesome Show and our movie. And then this bassist, Mark Livingood, who's a real like North Hollywood actor kind of guy that we found on back pages. Yeah. Like, is he a good bass player? He's okay. He's pretty he's just, good. He's got bad tone. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> he Yamaha. has like seven bass pedals. It's uh, you would not so believe many, how many like, bass pedals he brought. And uh, you know, EQs and stuff. And he's a gear pedal. nerd that doesn't he's work. A, yeah. He's a gear nerd. <laughs> The original drummer had awesome. to have oxygen like while he played, and he's we wanted to bring him on tour, and he's like, "Listen, dudes, I have to have this oxygen thing." And we're like, "We love that! Like, use that as much as you can during the set. That looks so funny." Was he have emphysema? I don't can't remember what we had, but I think for insurance reasons, we're like, "We can't bring you, dude. I'm sorry." Oh, was he an old guy? <laughs> He's, no, he's pretty, no. pretty young. He was he was the worst drummer we've ever played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he could not figure out. If you tried to explain the concept of like, just a four, just give us like a 4-4 four, four rock beat with some fills in it. It was just like, wait, no, just talk about bad tone too. Yeah. Bad tone on drum tone. Oh my God, his drum tone was. He had like 40 cymbals and he had a assistant. He had a guy that came with him that helped him set up. But yeah. drum roadie, yeah. he couldn't keep a he couldn't keep a four four rock beat. It was insane. I would never have been more stressed about. It. Have you ever heard like you know uh, Dark Side of the Moon? Like just that, that sort of just four four Nothing. or whatever. You know, no, can't do that. <laughs> but this band is this band. Can you was, feel the groove? Can you feel when we change here? Can you feel that sort of to the four? No, no. <laughs> this band. <laughs> This band was based off of The Doors after Jim Morrison died. Okay. Tim sent me this videotape of this German studio thing. It was The Doors trying to be The Doors without As Jim a trio. Morrison. Right. And it was the most uncharismatic, shitty performance I've ever, we've ever seen. And we're mm. like, we should make a band that's just like that. You know, it's like just bad blues rock. Right. So these guys sort of worked for it in a way. You know, right. just like, 
Not the greatest. I just saw that movie, uh, Frank, uh, the John Ronson script about the uh, the guy who wears the big... Yeah, I didn't see it's, it yet. It's, it it's great. You see, I saw it online. You, see, you loved it. It was great because, like, in the same way, like, something happens at the end of that movie. And it's sort of, like, the, it's based on a true story from John Ronson about he, there was a performance art, you know, performance art-ish rock band fronted by a guy that wore this, this uh, like paper mache head. head or something. Well, it's just like Looks a paper like mache head. Uh-huh. But that was his thing. But the, the weird thing, he wouldn't take it off. So he had deeper issues. And, you know, in, in, this, in this film, like, he wears it all the way through, and it's sort of, like, cryptic. Like, why wouldn't he take it off? And they're like, he just doesn't. He sweeps in it. And it's like, it's, but it's, it's, you buy it, you know, because yeah. it, it, it feels authentic. And what was interesting, not to, not to give away that movie, too, in, in relation to the Doors thing, is what so many bands, especially rock bands, are completely carried by the personality and, and, and the momentum of, of the singer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, like, it's all about that. Yeah, and yeah. You, you don't really think Those about that. Those other guys could have been anybody. Yeah. No, of course they could have. I can't, Sorry, I can't John even, Densmore. I yeah. can't even listen to The Doors. No. I, 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 I don't... It's, I mean, I'm probably going to get some flack for that. I mean, I can appreciate them, but I, I, it's I never... juvenile music. Well, it's not even juvenile. I just had a problem with no, <laughs> no bass. Right. Like, I, didn't, I had a problem with keyboard. Oh, uh, all that annoying... Bing, that, bing, yeah, bing, that's bing, really... You know, and, he, and I like that guy. He's Gray yeah. Manzarek. Is he dead too now? Yeah, he's gone. Everyone's gone? But, you know, that that's just goes back to what we love is like there's they these guys were there's this desperation they're trying to get it together right and, and, and like, trying to figure it out and it just didn't work and we thought it was so funny i was like that idea of love that. whenever we get into the show business everybody that gets into show business doesn't have more than a two-year plan at the most you know so i want to be on, on tv <laughs> yeah so exactly <laughs> yeah so you get to the point where you're in the doors and you're Lead, you're the guy that's the driving force here is dead it's like now I have to be I have to be at a band for the rest of my life I don't know like I don't know anything else so you're just gonna live do? off the legacy of that guy yeah forever forever yeah it's fucking mind blowing <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then you gotta suck it up and tour with it yeah <laughs> and you know you get enough people that love the doors that are sort of like well they're our guys it Ra- becomes like a team thing like you know, sort of like, <laughs> yeah. you know about get the records somebody, yeah. Ray Manzarek wrote a book called oh god it's something The Poet in Exile he wrote a book called The Poet in Exile, which was a novel about a lead singer who had faked his own death and is living on an island who contacts the main character of the book, whose name is Roy. Yeah. And he, it's, I <laughs> swear to God. Yeah. And it's a whole like fantasy fiction about what Ray Manzarek wished really happened oh, in life. God. It's insane. What do you guys think about, do, have you read any, like imagine a lot of these kids that are your fans, if they're not you know, like way high. Have, I, I imagine there have been sort of serious papers written on on Tim and Eric. Yeah, a wonderful girl out of uh, Michigan named Kathy Fisher, I think. I'll yeah, give her a plug. She um, wrote a really great piece, like how to explain Tim and Eric to your parents. Uh huh. I think if you can look that up on her, yeah. Her, searching her but she gets it <laughs> but do you guys get it do you ever read things where you're like i never thought about that but i guess we are on the pulse of it absolutely yeah because <laughs> we're not very articulate about it you know what i mean you don't well, that, I, we thank god for those because it helps us in these kind of us, interviews yeah. <laughs> like, okay let's read up on this before we uh because i think that's the thing i always struggle with and, and the more i talk to people the more i learn that it, it is is not intentional that it's sort of like kubrick's a good example it's like there have you seen that documentary about the shining oh yeah, yeah. Where, where it's sort of like maybe that maybe yeah. he did think like yeah but but the, the the more important thing was is like that he was such a genius that he didn't even know 
that he didn't even know what he was loading that right. thing up with. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's sort of fascinating. Because we don't see, yeah, we don't intellectualize our work right, you can't beforehand really. or after. How the fuck we, could you? No, we just do what we want to do, and, and it, it there is a c- continuity to it. But, but we're it, not sitting around, hmm, I think we should do this to do that. You but know? Do, you, do you guys think in terms of, like, even when you talk about, like, even with, with the food thing, there, there are certain things that you guys know that you use. Right. Like repetition. Yes. And, and com- complete, completely pushing an awkward thing to the point where it, it yes. can not even tolerate itself right. anymore yeah. you feel that you have to feel Absolutely, it you yeah. can't sit you can't write it first of all <laughs> right right you can't so write space a... space 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 dot 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 you know yeah. timing it out in this on the script page <laughs> copy <laughs> well let's uh, are you guys gonna do another movie we want to eventually but this series is, is a lot of little movies which is a lot easier and it looks than really well produced <laughs> well what do you think happened with the movie how do you feel about it I think I talked to you about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was it was for us. I think it was like a, a, a lot of eggs in a basket situation. Well, let me you know, let me it, let me give you my two cents honestly. Yeah, because I watched a movie. Yeah, and it seemed that the context was too large. Does that make sense? That you know, shooting a big movie, you know, with that with that type of even just the equipment mm-hmm. and the space that that entailed, it seemed like you guys like what you do. You you, you didn't have as much control over it. Yeah, I mean that's. Definitely true. It was a massive, massive undertaking. Right. For for no money, you know, yeah, for was... very little budget. And and just the ambition of the idea was so big. Right. Um, but, you know, we're happy with it. And I think a lot of people like it. A lot of people hate it, but not because of it. That has to do with what they think about us in general, not necessarily. But what movie. about your fans? What I mean, did they, are there like, are there two camps in I the fans? I think there are certainly, yeah. There's some people that probably expected something that they didn't get. Right. Um, it was, you know, the, what I think when you make a movie, this movie wasn't in our hearts from the beginning of time necessarily. It was sort of like, Hey, do you want to go, do you want to make a movie? There's this opportunity. What do you want the movie about? Okay, well, let's sit down and figure out what that is. So it was like, how can we kind of combine our style and, and make it into a movie? And I think there is something to be said about 90 minutes maybe is too long to be right. in that kind of world um, or however long it is. But that's why in this new show, we're able to kind of make, like Eric said, we're able to make movies, but you're not invested in this three-act structure that's going to take you an evening away from your kids to, to experience. Well, also the one I saw, The Hole, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Hole. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, is that... You were you were sort of m- mimicking a, a style of shooting as well. Mm-hmm. So like, and I think that like so much of the older stuff is about you know a different kind of raw kind of fucking chaotic right. style. Right. That when you guys sort of slow things down and everything's sort of meticulous. Yeah. It's all very you know structured and yeah. it, it was not a day Formal. of yeah. yeah it was not a day of sort of like no 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 let's try it again <laughs> you know, get that guy out get here. the green screen up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that. that must be completely different way of working it is it is we made i mean we made a, a couple of these before and so we kind of figured it out yeah and how we wanted to present it but right. i also think the themes are different in the sense that i think we're getting a little older and these some of these like this the whole i feel like is a, a nightmare that i really had once about where your life might go yeah just like i literally had a nightmare one the worst nightmare of my life when everyone turned on me my girlfriend was fucked all my friends and was doing heroin. I, <laughs> I killed Tim. Uh, my sister um, 
like turned on me and my parents turned on me it was like the craziest thing that's wild man yeah and i think as you get older i just you know things get heavier man it's like well yeah so because this you, show, yeah the real darkness starts coming the real darkness creeps in <laughs> and, and it, i feel like that there's yeah. a little of that in this show you what know? have i done with my life yeah <laughs> yeah but also the suburban element of that like that guy is such a like a, a kind of there's a naivete to somebody that follow that track you know that yeah. sort of like i've got it all yeah. what the fuck is it really yeah. and then he's the other version <laughs> of i've got it all and it's a fucking nightmare yeah there's two conflicting nightmares horrible there. people yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a double nightmare <laughs> well, but we don't want to be slaves to our own i think with this show we don't want to be slaves to our own perception the perception that people have of the us. old stuff well, yeah i mean you we want just to evolve want to, sure i mean that seems like a natural <laughs> thing to want to do you know well what do you, how are your lives you're right. Lives are good. Great place. Great place. You still married? Yeah. You? Girlfriend. Yeah. For a while. New love. Yeah. New new love. Yeah. New love. New love. Uh, I, I live right down the street from you. You do? In yeah. Highland Park? Mount Washington. Oh, you do? Not Up on the, the hill? Exact address, but I don't need it. There. I can find it, man. <laughs> I can find your address, dude. Is are you up on the hill? Yeah. I looked over there. It scares me that there's only like one road in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was always this weird sort of like, so the only way to get to this house is there? Ooh, like, yeah. there's no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just see you like. You need a zip line to get out the. Right. Eagle you, Rock. I'm, I'm not going to. So you could probably see my house. I, no, I have some escape routes. Eric, yeah. Yeah. Eric looks down upon your house yeah. every night. I know. I got a buddy yeah. who lives up there. I like it up there. Did yeah. you get a. But the houses are a little weird up there. What kind of. I bought it. It's beautiful, like mid century A frame house. Oh, yeah. I an A frame. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of cabin y looking houses up there. Yeah. I mean, Does it look like a cabin? It's, it's sort of. I mean, no. It looks. It's. It's. It has a lot of glass walls. Uh huh. So it's not cabiny. But How many bedrooms? It's got two bedrooms. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Where are you living, Slick? <laughs> Glendale. You living in Glendale? Yeah, I live at the Americana, the the at, at brand, <laughs> right above the J Crew. <laughs> oh, you're keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. Just you're just doing it for research reasons, right? Yeah, so connect, connect to my Armenian audience. The There's Armenian some nice parts of Glendale. Do I do. I do live in. I live up in the hill of oh, yeah, yeah. Chevy Chase Estates. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is not an estate at all. It's just a dumb name, and everyone says, "What, what, what are you on Bill Murray Road or something?" Nah, but nah. come on. Are you? Uh, do you have the kids yet or no? I got a baby. Yeah, you do. Girl. You have a baby, baby? girl. Yeah. You, have, you don't know this? I, I don't know. Did you tweet it? Oh, look at her. I try to keep it private, but it's in the it's in the open now. It is. Yeah. She's you were trying only to hide year, the girl. Yeah, she's got one one year left with us. So that I feel now we can <laughs> before you sell her. Yeah, before she go, <laughs> give, give, give moves on for, for adoption. Before she moves so on. So how old is that? That's a, she's going to be a year in, in a week. Oh my god! Me. So you've been sleep deprived and no, it's been great. Yeah, I've I've, I've, I've such a charmed life. I'm blessed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I've boy. no. My wife yeah. is wonderful. It's fun. It's, it's fucked uh, because pretty great. What he has such an insane work ethic, yeah, and, I was, and I'm a little bit lazier. Are you? And he, I have a pretty when solid. It comes work. to di there's different facets of that. Yeah, but. when I, I wake up a little later, right? Anyways, and I was hoping that Tim would slow down with this kid. He would come back to my level and be drowsy. But <laughs> no, it's like his. He's like even Major more. Manic. Well, it's a great motivator. I mean, yeah, for to to work. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, you're like, oh my god, this I've not I have a responsibility. Everybody says that beyond dogs. Everybody says that that it's like it, you can feel it. Yeah. Because I don't know what this is going to be in two years when she's like, well, now I have to, I need more clothes, dad. Well, what about the, what about the acting? <laughs> it comes and goes. It's certainly not anything you'd want to, you know, and you, rely do you, on. Do you have any interest in that? 
In acting? Yeah. Yeah, I acted. In a I, few things. Yeah, so a few you, things. you had a little bit part in the movie he was in. Yeah. You were kind of around. Mm -hmm. And then I, I saw you. In, what, what else? I do. I uh, Quentin Depew, who's a French director. I was in a movie called Wrong Cops. Uh -huh. Eric only works with French directors. Yes. Um, it's, and it's a new movie, Reality, which is a French. These are French movies. Yeah. So you probably Wrong played... Cops is American. This is Marilyn Manson and Steve Little. Is that out yet? Yeah. That's out. Yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's actually really good. There's so many movies on Netflix where the entire landscape has changed where you're like, I didn't, was that ever anywhere? Yeah. yeah. Did that movie... It had a small... It, it was like our movie had a small theatrical run. And you were a lead? Yeah, I was one of the leads, yeah. How'd it go? It was awesome. It was really fun. I don't... I like doing it. I wor like working with directors where you're like, you do do Not your yet. thing. Yeah, right. But if if I work with directors, like I was on an episode of a couple episodes of The Office and it's fucking hard, man. They, they know what you, they want from you. And it's so opposite of the way that Tim and I work, which is like, you just kind of find the character. Like, <laughs> no time, No, here's buddy. your character. Here's yeah. your lines. You have to say every every word of this. So. And, and you're okay with it? You can do it? Yeah. I don't I don't love it. I, you know, I don't I don't have aspirations to do a lot of acting, but I do want to work with, like, cool... I, I had an audition with Larry David because I wanted to be in his movie. That was, like, one of the greatest Hollywood experiences I had. Like, just... And that was all improvising. That uh -huh. was really fucking Which cool. movie? Um, Clear History. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like, it just walk into a room. Larry David sitting there. He, he asks all the producers, like, "Who is this guy? Do I know him?" You know? Right. And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" But the the director and the producers kind of explained who I was and how Bob and Kirk kind of brought yeah. us in here. <laughs> right. And I was like, "Get the whole preamble." Just fucking sweating my ass off. But I sat down, improvised, made him laugh a couple times, and I'm like, "I'm out." That yeah. was amazing. Did you get it? No. No. Oh. Bill Hader got it. Oh. But, um, that's politics. Yeah. That's politics we're a right bunch there. Of, we're two Bill haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got a lot going on. A lot of shit. You got how many episodes of this? Uh, of this? There's um, eight in total, seven new ones, if you want to include okay. the pilot from last year. And the, how many cities are you doing on the tour? <sighs> 30 100. something. Really? Yeah. It's like five so weeks out. Many. 40 days on the road. Not all of them are shows, right? We're doing but, double. You know, shows, we're doing that crisscross from across from Seattle to New York kind of deal, just across the the states. We wow, do, we do a bit it's... where I literally lift Tim and carry him <laughs> off the set. Yeah, like a. And I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it through the tour. <laughs> I have to start working out. Do you guys do colleges as well? I mean, no, no, it's all. Yeah, just... we ever from the beginning said you got to do college. We never figured out that. Word. I know, I never it, did. We it. Seems, it a couple. I think it's a myth. It doesn't really exist. Well, if it couple. does, they're usually like student activities they're, money, and you got to be clean. They're and, bad. Like, yeah, they're they're bad experiences. We've done yeah. it a couple times. It's like you're in an auditorium and or, or a lunchroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People you know. are getting punched in the back and don't know who you are. No, and just they stay don't away even. There, a lot of the kids that go are just because they don't have a car. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're like yeah. too young to drink. They're the freshmen that don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And they're yeah. like, you know, there are gonna be girls there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our show requires like lots of props and costumes. It's not. So you got to have a stage manager. Like, you yeah, got to have. Yeah, like, a, someone's got to set it all out. It's like a traveling oh, yeah. musical yeah. show. So we can only do it in these chunks. You know, we can't one-offs are hard for us actually. So do you, you travel with a stage manager? Yeah, we got a whole crew, man. Oh, really? Tour bus, the whole wow. thing. It's a so rock and roll tour. When did you uh, evolve out of uh, punk rock straight edge living? When did you? That decide? was college. At college, I started drinking beers, smoking <laughs> weed. And I got it was into, over. Yeah, and then I got. I was like, oh, I understand why everyone listened to Pink Floyd in high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> did got you have like regret? Miles Davis. Did you have no, no, no. I am so glad I was nice and clear through 
my high school because I think I could have gone down easy. Oh, right, right, right. Just become a wasteoid. Right. Sure. Right. So, yeah, early college, I was like motivated. In the punk rock scene, we were doing a lot of shit we're doing now, like making shit ourselves, making fanzines, t shirts, and. Those seem to be coming back. I get them in the mail occasionally. Fanzines? Yeah. Yeah. Like the ones that are hand done. Yeah. Like a guy sends me one every month, and I'm like, really? And I'll look at it. Yeah. I'm not well, with asshole. technology now, you should. It would be easier to do it very professionally than the hand. <laughs> but then, yeah, <laughs> it ruins the whole, I think I probably have one in that stack of shit it somewhere. It would be hard to actually even do that. Yeah. The kinkos, you got to get that whole that puncher thing that makes the letters. <laughs> so, outside of the Larry David audition, what has been your experience in uh, in Hollywood over the last decade? What have been the highlights? Tim and I being on The Simpsons, right. singing. Some, we had songs that like, drew us. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something sh- like like you were on The Simpsons, right? No, I wasn't. No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. That's what I thought. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Come on, they'll yeah. write you in. What? They'll write you I'm in. Okay. It's I'm okay. Easy right. to write. No, I, I'm all right. I, you know, I did. I'll uh, write it I, for I, they like Bart hey, becomes me, a comedy play, guy, and they, he you're on W. He's on WTF. Sure, it's easy. Sure, pitch Let's it. Do it, I, guys. Come on, they all listen. Well, let me ask yeah. you, Matt Selman. Matt Selman, get. Mark Maron on Goddamn Simpsons. Everybody else has done it. I did a hell of a job as a squirrel on Adventure Time. There you Does go. that mean anything to anybody? <laughs> Send Adventure real over. Time. That's right. I play a raccoon, a kind of curmudgeonly raccoon on a new animated thing. It's not out yet. I bet you. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What? We'll see. I, I'm very I, good. I'm not, at, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes somewhere. I'm very good at being me. You know, if you're looking yeah. for a Mark Maron, I think it's natural. I can, I can it's do smart. it. You're a cultural. Some icon of some kind. Yeah, yeah. I'm a tastemaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was fun. It's been really good. <laughs> and when when you guys are, uh, have you ever done this extensive a tour? Yeah, we did it a few years ago. It ki- it, it kicks your butt a little bit. You know? I just did but... three oddball dates and one uh, like flying to the next place that day yeah. or the next day, yeah. and that was sort of like holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. This is real shit. Yeah, yeah. it's intense. You kind of lose sense of where you're at and what you're doing. Absolutely. Food's great, though. On the road, you're in in Cincinnati, and it's like- You get some of that uh, spaghetti with chili on it in Cincinnati. (laughs) Cracker Barrel. And just in, I imagine you guys never stop shoving it into your mouth. That's what we do. Yeah, we're always constantly (laughs) playing with food. All right. Well, I think we did good. Anything else you guys need to say? Well, you know, watch the- if you're listening, you're not. I mean, you wouldn't be listening if you're probably not a fan. I don't know, but I think try going into the show with some fresh eyes, some fresh ears, because it's a the little, live show. No, the bedtime stories. I liked I, it. I think it's a little. It's a different experience if you're if you're like sort of on the fence about our stuff. Or yeah, it's definitely know. a different experience, and yeah. definitely like it'll lock into uh, that part of the brain that's been established by other things uh, in a clear way for people that don't know you guys. That's right. Yeah. Like if if like if someone's dragging their friend in, sort of like, come on, you'll get this one. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to be that. You passed on the first stuff, but yeah, come yeah. on. No, no, Give they're different try. now. They're older. I heard yeah. them on Marin's show, and they say they're more mature. Less and puking. they're thinking about things. <laughs> there was no puking in the one I saw. No, Almost none. none. I got to watch the one with Zach. Do you guys friends with Zach? Yeah. Most yeah. of the time? Love him. Who are some of the other guys that you you like working with? John C. Riley, you like working with Zach. Odenkirk, I've, has he been in anything? Forte. Oh, Odenkirk's, there should be two uh, links there. There, He's in an episode called Toes. Okay. That I think you're going to really enjoy. He, that's Bob's show. That's his episode. It's He's the star. Uh, Forte's a sweet guy. Forte's great. We, he, he can do what you sweet. want. He Almost can do, but sweet. he's one of those guys that gets what oh, yeah. he gets. It. He he's can go. cried every, 
he he thanks us. It's, it's like therapy for him because he cries every time he's on set with us. <laughs> he he's gets like, this into was a dark this place. Great, guys, man, you really got me through this awesome thing. It's awesome. <laughs> he learns things about himself. Yeah, I think he did that here. It's beautiful. All right, thanks, fellas. All right, thanks. Thanks for having us. See, look at that. They were like people. Weren't they? They're good guys. Very, I, you know, and I have a huge amount of respect for their work. And that's our show. Go to WTF Pod for all your WTF Pod needs. Get some justcoffee.coop. Poke around on the site. You know, you can comment through Facebook. You can do, I'm, it's hot, man. It's hot. There's no seasons here. There are no seasons here, and I don't know if I'm aging, except occasionally when I see myself in that just the right light, and I'm like, holy shit, what happened to that guy? Oh, it's me. 51 on Saturday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm definitely, I'm definitely lukewarm. <laughs> Boomer lives! <laughs>